Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to... One more time. I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry. This is our fifth time, but that's all right because you will be welcomed sooner or later and take six or seven or eight or nine. Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world. On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hello. 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 How are you, Sherelle? It's Melissa and the drivers on the podcast. Good morning. How are you? We are fabulous. Listen, drivers, listen. It's time to sit up straight and lean into this next conversation because we have an educator that I have had the pleasure of reconnecting with this week. When I talked to her yesterday, she was overflowing with wisdom. Let me introduce to some and present to others an educator who has invested over 20 years of her life to teaching students and parents. She is a lifelong learner who has her Harvard Aspiring Leader Certificate Specialist Degree in Instructional Technology and Master's degree in early childhood. She is an upcoming children's book author with books. Let me make sure I get that S on the end with books scheduled to be released in 2021. She has a fabulous family and she is the mother to two wonderful children and the wife to one hardworking husband. Let's welcome to the podcast, Sherelle. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome, Melissa. Oh, it is my pleasure. We are so excited to have you on the show today, to have you on the podcast today. Now, Sherelle, we always ask our sister friends, how are they pulling up to this show? What vehicle represents their life during this moment? Because there are some parents and some educators out there that don't know how they are showing up to this episode or showing up to their life, we can talk with Sherelle to help us out a little bit. Now, listen, let's be clear. Sherelle is a teacher's teacher. Let me explain what that means. She is the one that we go to when we don't know what to do. <laughs> She's the one that we go to <laughs> when we don't know what to do with a student that is not able to overcome some learning differences or overcome some obstacles. She's also the person that we go to when we don't know what to do with a parent's question about learning differences or teaching tips or relationship building. I just want to make sure that everyone understands 
that this is the week that parents and educators made a major shift from summer break to the first week back inside the classroom. Many, many of you, Sherelle, are seeing your colleagues for the first time in five months. Let me say that again. One, two, three, four, five months. So many things have changed, Sherelle, including how you greet each other. Yet, you continue to have the same greeting with your colleagues when they ask you, how are you doing? So I was fascinated by that when we had our conversation yesterday and reconnected a little bit. So I want to ask you today, not how are you pulling up to this episode, but I want to ask you, how are you doing? Well, I'm glad you asked, how am I doing? When my colleagues ask me, how am I doing each morning? I must be honest with them. I often say, I am wonderful. And I am. I feel I am wonderful because I've been arriving to school in a wonderful way. I've been cautious, conscious, and I just keep at the forefront of my mind that I am certainly covered by Christ. So I, I keep that mantra in my head as well as I always remember the serenity prayer. I always remember that I can control what I can't control. Those things I can't, I leave it to Christ. That is incredible because Adrian also spoke to that earlier in our first podcast that when we don't have answers to life's questions, we can respond with the serenity prayer. And it's just amazing that you have a mantra. Yes, it's the three C's. I'm cautious, I'm conscious, and I'm covered by Christ. Those are my three C's for every morning. I also think it's important for us to have a routine. So I create one for myself. My routine is to do my meditation every single morning. Even if I am in a rush mode, I make certain that I still do meditation, whether it's sitting on the bathroom floor or at the uh, footsteps of my bed. And I think that's very important to have routine because routine sets us up lots of times to plan our day and we can expect things out of our day once we have those routines in place. Yes, yes, yes. I 100% agree. I think oftentimes we don't have things scheduled into our life. So the fact that you have scheduled in time for a mantra, scheduled in time for a meditation is absolutely phenomenal. Now, what is it that caused you to stay consistent with your routine because many of us will schedule something in and we will do it for like the first week of school. But to my understanding, you have had this routine for years. Yes, it certainly is. Well, I developed the routine back in high school for me. And I developed a routine the day after my mother's funeral. My mother passed away when I was 17. I was my senior year in high school. And I knew then that I craved routine. Even the day after my mother's uh, car accident, the day she was killed, I made certain that I had a routine because routine was what drove me and what kept normalcy in my life. So for me, the way I keep my mantra, my meditation, my serenity prayer going is to lift it. It's on a big sticky note beside my bed. So it's a checkoff system for me. 
and I don't move past my front door until I've done all of those things because those are the things that drive me. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing about your family. And I definitely want to uh, send my condolences to anyone out there that is going through something like a family member passing away. And I want you to know that just as Sherelle has shared with us, that that isn't the end of your life, that you can even come out of those tragedies, just like Lady Michelle Obama in our first episode, when she had a parent go on to be with God, just like in this episode, Sherelle having her mother go on to be with God, they both came out of those traumatic experiences with life-changing habits and mantras that guide their life. They created a mental space that they could use to drive them. It's just so refreshing to hear your testimony. I mean, what an incredible testimony that you can come out of that tragedy because, as you know, all of us are experiencing mass trauma and many uh, many of us have had to say goodbye to our loved ones. And so we just want to thank you for sharing that with us and giving us hope in the midst of some of the challenges that our drivers are going through right now. Where did the mantra come from? Did you just think of it on your own or is it something that someone else gave to you? Why those three C's? Absolutely. I, I certainly came up with that one on my own. I'm a poet as well, so I'm always thinking, um, I guess, in rhythm. So I thought of those three C's because I just I thought of things that I needed. I thought of it as what do I need to pack as I get ready to go back into this environment. Um, and that was early on in life. Again, that was back relating to how am I going to get through this senior year? How do I get through college? How do I get through marriage? How do I get through having children? All those things. And every single time, I've always taken precautionary measures. I've always been conscious as to look at my surroundings. What's going on? What do I need? What do I see before me? What do I see behind me? How can I connect those two? And then just leaving everything, the control part, leaving that to Christ. So that has always been an intricate part of my life. I've never um, thought of using anything else in order to get me through my, my trials, my situations, um, the complexities of life. Those are the three things. And Melissa, I would like to share with you that my colleagues, I've noticed since we've been arriving, um, lots of them have been filled with anxiety. And I've shared these things with them. And it certainly has helped. With a few people, they've come back to say, Sherelle, I so appreciate you giving me the serenity prayer as a reference. I certainly appreciate you telling me to be cautious, conscious, and covered by Christ. With that being said, I know that we are filled with anxiety. I know that we cannot control those things that are going on, especially during this time of this pandemic. But what we can control is our consciousness as to how we're treating ourselves, how we're taking care of ourselves. Because the one thing I never want to do is pour negative energy into a child. I always am conscious to make sure that I'm shining a light. I like to think of myself as a filament when you think of a light bulb. Those kids are going to have those aha light bulb moments. I like to think of myself as the filament. How do I 
you have to get in there and make sure that light shines. Yes. And I know if I bring negative energy, yes, listen. if I bring that negative energy, it's not going to work. The light bulb won't pop on. Listen, I will not look at light bulbs the same. Did y'all hear that? She said a (laughs) filament. I know that's a new word for many of y'all. F-I-L-A-M-E-N-T, honey. That's what we are being over here. Come on, educators. (laughs) This is why I love sitting down and reconnecting with you. We've been talking about this, Adrian and I, uh, reconnecting, reimagining old friendships, And this is just an incredible opportunity. Sherelle, I'm just amazed that you even have the time to speak to us. This is literally the first week back in the classroom for those educators that are in the United States of America. And you spoke to us about how you are serving others. And I want to say, as a podcaster and educator, I want to be able to serve other colleagues. What are some things that you think that our colleagues need? So we definitely have looked at them needing serenity prayers. We've looked at them needing mantras. But if I were to create a menu, what do you think I should put on the menu that educators need to be served right now? If they could just drive up, Sherelle, to the to our podcast drive through and order something off of the menu to help them get through the first week of school, what is something that you would add to that menu? I'm certainly at self-care. Self-care is the first go-to for an educator at this point, I think. We can give of ourselves, we can serve others, but we first must think of ourselves as airplane riders. When we're when we're pulling up, we need to think of ourselves as being on the airplane. And we know that we are all in a pandemic. So we must first put our mask on. And when we put that mask on metaphorically, we need to think, how do I save myself first so that I'm able to assist others? So we have to first do self-care. I think that's the most important component. So many times as educators, we leave ourselves as the last people to be served. But if we serve ourselves first, we have more to pour into others. Listen, Sherelle, listen. You said when you pull up in the airplane, did I just hear Sherelle pulling us up on an airplane? What? I think you did. Yes. (laughs) Let me, uh, uh, let me give a hand clap on that. Welcome aboard Sherelle's Airline, where you need to take care of yourself first before you take care of Absolutely. others. Put your mask on, get your seat belts on, and lean forward into this next step of wisdom that we're about to fly into with Sherelle. Listen, when I say you are giving us life today on this plane ride, because we are flying in today to the podcast And that is such an amazing, amazing analogy that we all have experienced from all around the world. My Moroccan educators, my educators in Asia, my educators in Australia, everywhere all around the world, we can identify with pulling up on an airplane and knowing that it is important for us to put our mask on first and take care of ourselves first. Thank you so much. Is there anything else 
that you can think of that we should be serving others during the first week or the first month back to school? I think that self-care is going to be first. Um, as I, again, as I have stepped back into the classroom, I see students. Students are very quiet at this point. They don't know what's the appropriate thing to say, what's the inappropriate thing to say, nor do they know behavior-wise what to do that's not going to violate our safety net. So I think self-care and teaching and preaching that to our students is just as important as it is to our educators. The next um, thing on the menu, I would say, would be to build relationships. Just build those relationships, strong rapport and relationships with our families as, as educators. Sherelle, I am just loving this. I truly am. So as you're thinking about your day and because you've literally been in the classroom with students, with your mask on, talking to them, and you're one of the first on the front line to go back. I know you spoke to the children needing that moment of silence to gather their thoughts and then following up that moment of silence with relationship buildings. Like, okay, we're in this classroom. I'm a little silent because I don't know what to do, what not to do. This is a new normal for me. So what about organization or any of those executive functioning skills that you have taught us about? (laughs) Because many teachers, (laughs) we need you, Sherelle, (laughs) in the area of executive functioning, okay? How do we create a routine? How do we have a schedule? How do we be consistent? So can you speak to us a little bit about once you have made it through that first day, which you have, and congratulations on that. Thank you. What are some things that you're strategically planning out moving forward? Or is there anything else that you would like to add to the menu? If you could just drive up and say, I'll take some of that for the second week of school. What are you thinking? I would think that um, adding forecasting to the student's menu would be a great tool uh, as an executive functioning tool them forecasting using their calendars so that the life doesn't have to um, utilize all your faculties of thinking through anything. If you forecast and you put that on the schedule ahead of time, whether it's a test, whether it's an action item to take care of, whether it's organizing your binder or your um, workspace, I think those are important elements for for the children, for the students. That's going to be pretty imperative to a successful year. Oh, I love that. I love, love, love to kind of forecast, okay, this is what I think I'm going to need. So then that gives us more creative space to focus in on some of the other things you talked about, like self-care and and relationship building. Well, I know that you have two amazing children. I had the privilege of serving one of your children. He is phenomenal. You have an incredible son and a wonderful daughter. And I just wanted to know. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. He is incredible. Very responsible. He's been (laughs) that way (laughs) since elementary. And I just want to know. What did you see or notice from your children, your own actual children that, you know, can kind of encourage others or anything you want to speak to about their experience? Because it's not just you 
going into the classroom, right. your children, literally your whole family, Absolutely. because, you know, that's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, is my entire family going into the same environment to our new normal. We have spoken with um, our two children, my husband and I, we had a conversation with them about fear and nothing to fear but fear itself. And again, we speak to them about being cautious, conscious, and know that they're covered by Christ. So they did a miraculous, phenomenal job when they went into school last week. They went in with positive mindset. Um, we did our devotional and they went in happy, joyful, um, with high spirits. They came back at the end of the day, as we got ready to go home, they came back with very positive attitudes about their new teachers, about their classes. But once we got home, I noticed something, uh, from the two of them, my Mm -hmm. son in particular, (laughs) um, my son, we got in the house. And I went back to the car to get the rest of my um, tote bags out. As I came back in the house, he said, Mom, I need you to go ahead and place your things in the laundry basket. (laughs) And I'm thinking, is he going to wash my clothes? Absolutely not. I know he's not washing my clothes. Well, he said, so we're being cautious at school. So we have to be cautious at home now. So I need you to make sure you put the clothes that you wore outside of this house into the laundry basket. And my daughter says, yes, mom. Wow. <laughs> so she's wow. right along with her brother. But they were conscious enough to know that, yes, we have been in an environment where we're acquiring different um, bacterias and germs and everything. So now let's be conscious enough to execute the same strategies we have within the school day with wow. the washing of our hands with our mask. They even put a um a command hook in the car, which I was impressed. They put a command hook in the back seat on the wow. doors to hold their mask. So they wow. said this is a way we don't have to touch the front of the mask. I said, kudos to you. Wow. So they did that and they came home and they gave the family a lesson on what we should do once we enter the house from a work day at school. This is why I'm excited to have you on the podcast because you bring such a level of service, not just you, but your entire family. You're serving each other. It's a group effort. You know, it reminds me of one of our previous conversations with Tahira where she talked about, and you know Tahira, she's one of our mutual friends. Hey, Tahira. And she talked about... Hey, (laughs) Tahira. She talked about it was a family effort, you know, everyone working together, everyone contributing. And what an incredible contribution that your son wanted to remind you, we're we're going to set boundaries here. This is where the these things belong that are outside right. of our home and this, yeah, you know, and this is the things that belong within our created safe space at home. And I think that that's important to recognize that the children will contribute to our success this school year. Absolutely. Wow. That is amazing. Well, I know that you have to get ready to go to class this week. So I am going to let you drive on off or shall I say, I'm going to let you take off and fly high with your mask. Absolutely. (laughs) 
But thank you so, so much for just this opportunity. I am so amazed at all that the podcast is bringing, not just to me, but to our community. And I believe that together we will get through this very, very, very different yet amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, not just to serve ourselves, but to serve others. So thank you so much for answering for answering the question today, how we can serve others. That is our question of the day. And I'm ready for my mantra. Right. You, you can do it. And I'm, I will, um, I look forward to even putting some of this information into my children's book, um, how to get through a pandemic, you know, and using the children as a venue, these experiences will help me to build, these uh, writing opportunities as well. So I'm looking forward to using these real life experiences in the class to build those opportunities to write about them, help others and serve others in the future. And I just cannot wait to, I I cannot wait to read the uh, children's books. I just, I mean, what an opportunity, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and there, let's just be clear until this point, there were no children's books that were speaking to how to create safe environments during a pandemic, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, this is a look, this should be a whole new genre. <laughs> it, it is certainly turning lemons into a lemonade. Thank you again so much for your time. It has truly been incredible. Is there anything else that you can think of? The more you communicate, the better people understand. I personally am communicating with families every two days. That wouldn't be a norm for me in my normal environment, but I think it's important for me to remind families that I am just checking in. What is your child checking in like? Was your child okay with today? Was there any component today that made them uncomfortable? Was there a component that made them very comfortable? Was there a component that released some anxiety for them? Was there a component in the classroom that caused anxiety? Because if I don't communicate that, and if the parents don't communicate that to me, then we can't make sure we have a whole child available for learning. Come on. And at the end of the day, if the child isn't available for learning, you have missed the whole mark of being the teacher Come in on. that environment. So if I feel safe, if I'm able to be social, then we can move on to the actual learning and growing uh, in a safe social environment. So I 100% agree. And I'm really grateful that you have been the forefront, a forerunner uh, uh, for us and that we can take these things that we have heard from you. And when it's time for us to go back to school, that we can implement them. So I just have one last question on your, on our way out. I just have one last question for you. When you first saw your students, what was that like? Can you take us back to that moment and give us a quick short story about how did you greet them? What was that like? That was absolutely bittersweet. My word would be bittersweet. I shared with this with my husband when I arrived home. The most bittersweet year I've had upon arrival of my students will be this year. I have a a very uh, unique situation. This year I moved to the middle school 
uh, in the last 14 years, I taught fourth grade. So I have the opportunity now to teach the same students, lots of the same students that I taught in fourth grade. So my immediate response was to reach those hands out for a hug. And then I thought, oh, no, we can't hug. So I immediately did an elbow bump. And we, I smiled as large as my smile could smile through that mask. <laughs> I wanted them to see that I was super elated to see them. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I will tell you, they greeted me the very same way. The very same greeting came directly towards me. So no matter if we have these masks on, those kids can see your genuine smile and your genuine greeting when they walk in that door. I've made certain that I'm standing at the door. I want them to know, come on in, and we are going to get through this together. Wow. So as I stated earlier, they've been very quiet in the classroom. I even pumped the music up. Once I saw they were quiet and I couldn't get anything out of them, we put on a dance party. (laughs) And we danced sitting at our seat. So I said, okay, we can stand directly beside our desk. And we're going to move very minimally, but you have to at least nod your head or move your hands. So after we kind of did those warm-up exercises, that worked for us. I also have been conscious to do check-ins. When we get in, I have a chart on my board, and it has different faces, different emotions. And I said, how are you checking in today? Wow. Because that's important for us. But my initial meeting with those students was definitely, I would say, bittersweet. Because I wanted to grab them and give them a hug. But I knew with our safety measures that I couldn't. But I I definitely wanted a hug. But I gave them the biggest hug I could through my smile. And I wanted to show them that I'm so elated to have you in my space this year. Well, we are elated to have you in our space this year as well. And I think in order for us to... Take off with you on your airplane. We should pump up some music so that we can experience a little bit of dancing. Yes. Thank you so much, Sherelle, for this amazing opportunity. I am so excited that you stopped by and we are going to dance our way right on into our first week of school because of your phenomenal advice today thank you thank you safe driving i so look forward to meeting your friends because they were just a wealth of knowledge especially because in the midwest we haven't really begun to welcome students back so it was so nice to kind of hear from them about what it's like to have students back in the classroom during this pandemic now melissa you know that i love an analogy and that light bulb analogy was everything this one really spoke to me let's all be a filament that filament was just everything i love how you even spelled it out (laughs) yes Um, f-i-l-a-m-e-n-t Yes, spell it, spell it. I I just loved it. That was everything. And with that, we can't forget what Sherelle said, which is to make sure our pictures are full, right? You know, if you're not ready, if your picture is empty, what are you really going to do? How effectively can you be in service to them if we're empty? Yeah, I definitely think we need to go into every situation knowing that we should have a full cup ready to serve others which is so amazing to know 
that teachers have the opportunity every single day to refill their cup because of self-care and to go into the classroom ready to serve others and to pour out that filament experience, to pour out that joy, that peace. I 100% agree. It was such an amazing opportunity to hear from Sherelle. I had to like pause and go back and get a notebook and rewind. It was just, it was, it was everything. I was like, okay, I'm feeling you. I cannot wait to meet you. You, you're it. Thank you. Um, And just such a humble perspective about it. Right. You know, sharing her family with us, sharing her experience, just everything. I, I just really enjoyed listening. All right, everybody, I see Dr. Yo, let's let her on to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to The Drive. I am so excited that you are here. This is so amazing. Well, our next sister friend on the podcast joining us via Zoom today is an expert in investing in herself first to ensure she can properly educate and serve others around her. She has learned how to be a lifelong learner, earning several degrees and certificates, including her doctorate degree. Listen, she has more degrees than a thermometer, okay? And has earned a number one ranking in her class because of her outstanding leadership and her grades. Let's welcome to the podcast a native of my hometown where I grew up, Danville, Kentucky. Let's welcome to the podcast, Dr. Yolanda. Classmate, it is so good to be a part of this amazing podcast. I am so honored. Good evening, everyone. I am so honored uh, to certainly accept this uh, invite, and I have been able to listen to several of your podcasts that you uh, that you have shared through uh, Facebook, social media. They have been so informative, engaging, inspiring, and how applicable they have been to my life. So good job. I am so glad to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening in. You know, I really, truly wanted to create a safe space. And I'm really, really excited that it is relevant and that it is truly meeting our goals of creating a safe space for people to gather together to answer questions and to ask questions. Speaking of asking questions, I just want to know, before we asked you how you're pulling up to this episode, how you're pulling up to this moment in your life, please allow us to look back in the rearview mirror and hear about your journey to becoming a doctor, as there are so many teachers who are in the middle of earning their master's degree or they're in the middle of applying for a doctorate degree. So please, let me just ask you, before we find out how you're pulling up to this episode, how did you earn the highest degree in education, your doctorate degree? Just take us back, take us back and walk us through it. Please, we are all 
ears. I have to go back to third grade to set the stage uh, for this great accomplishment. And I, and I thank God. I thank loving parents, my family, and my friends who pushed me to succeed. But I have to take it back to third grade. I had a phenomenal teacher. Her name was uh, Mrs. Carla Edmonston. Um, she believed truly that everyone in her classroom was going to excel and achieve, regardless of disabilities, learning, deficiencies, other internal and often external issues at home. That would not prevent anybody from achieving her classroom. I knew then I wanted to be just like Miss Edmiston. And so as I completed, you know, K through 12, I knew that one day I wanted to open up my own school. And so I just began to uh, position myself because I knew I had a goal in mind to begin my own school. It hasn't happened yet, but I know with the help of God and his God instead it will happen and then I was like, you know, I'm so close. I have all these uh, credit hours. You know, why not go ahead and, you know, complete a doctoral degree? And I was very blessed because where I completed my principal certification, 30 credit hours went towards my doctoral degree. So when I began my doctoral degree, I was already halfway finished. So that was a blessing. And so uh, this past, well, May of 2019, I, um, um, Graduated with my doctoral degree in uh, school leadership. Uh, I received a perfect score on my comprehensive exam that was six hours long. And, uh, you know, they use a lot of my work for exemplary uh, purposes and other uh, graduate classes. So I'm very thankful. I'm very humbled. Uh, I'm just so I give God all the praise and honor. Yes, I love that. I love that. So what I'm hearing you say is, as you began your education, you met someone that told you that you can dream big, you can inspire others, and you can have whatever your hearts desire. And not yes. only did you meet that person in the school system, but your parents had already created a space of mm -hmm. excellence, a space right. of purpose. And so mm -hmm. meeting those people along the way, specifically in third grade, it really just became this synergistic idea right. of excellence, ownership, and education colliding right. together to mm -hmm. create Dr. Yolanda Weathers. <laughs> that is, is incredible. So <laughs> wow. Can you take us back to when you decided, okay, I'm going to write this dissertation because as many of us know, we in education love to take some classes. We will take a class and we will right. learn and we will guide ourselves with the help of a professor. But as we can all see and as we all know, getting a doctorate degree means that you wrote basically a book and they call that right. book a dissertation. So can right. you take us back to that moment when you were defending your dissertation, we are just all ears wanting to hear about this dissertation. Okay, yeah, my pleasure. I would have to say that it was the day that I defended my dissertation. So I was not able to go on campus, so we had to do the dissertation online, and they had a certain platform where my uh, committee members were there, and of course they were watching me uh, defend. Of course, you know, I dressed to the nine, even though Come I was on. not in the building, girl. <laughs> so I just had my outfit together, my little bow tie, you know, I was like, you know, I got this. 
But I remember the Thursday night before that my dad, who is my pastor, Bishop Larry Weathers, he had a special prayer for me and he said, it is done. Wow. And I, I knew, I, I knew I had, I knew I did my research. I knew I was prepared, but just that stamp of approval. I logged in online and I just had that confidence from God and knew that my dad, he, he just spoke that over me. And I remember uh, defending my dissertations about 35, 40 minutes. And I remember just being very confident into my research. My research was on the difference between traditional and blended learning and the effectiveness of those two as it relates to middle grade mathematics. And mm. And I was very blessed to, you know, work in education to be a teacher for over 15 years. So my experience in the classroom helped me to defend my dissertation. And it was a moment that I will never forget, never forget. Wow. It's words that you heard Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the people that you love. It is finished. It is finished. Walking into something, knowing that it's already yours. I just want to encourage those drivers out there that are Mm -hmm. actually trying to get their mantra together so that they can walk into that classroom. It is finished. Your mantra, the way that you want to go into that classroom, it is finished. It's going to happen. You know, that opportunity to be able to be healthy and to feel safe and secure It is finished. You know, those people that are finishing up that master's degree and they're thinking to themselves, now, how am I going to do this and homeschool my child? What do we have to say to that, Dr. Yolanda? It is finished. It is finished. 2020 is a finished work of excellence, of diligence. And we can go confidently into this first semester in 2020 knowing that it is finished finish that whatever we speak out will come to pass. And so that was just incredible because many people are going into spaces and the uncertainty of it all leaves them feeling like they don't have as much confidence or assurance. And so just looking yourself in the mirror or speaking that over your children, just as your father spoke that over you. Right. I mean, wow. Powerful. Well, listen, I have so many more questions to ask you. And I know you have a lot, a lot to do. And as a matter of fact, you are zooming in from your workplace now. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm still here at school. I took a break and went to get dinner, but I came back and finished up a couple things. So, yes, I'm still here. That is truly amazing to know that you can call in and zoom in with us while you are in the workplace. I cannot (laughs) wait to find out about that. So let's go ahead and shift gears and jump into 2020 where you are currently in the classroom right now. And if you could pick a mode of transportation, because you know we're on the drive and we love to show up on the drive with any (laughs) mode of transportation that represents our life. If you could pick a mode of transportation, what would you pick? How are you actually pulling up to this episode, to this moment in your life? Okay, I, I love this question um, because I love analogies. I love I love things like this. And so if I had to pick a mode of transportation, Melissa, uh, that represented my life, uh, my moment in time right now, 
it would have to be a helicopter. Yes, we have airplanes today. Helicopters. Yes, it would have, have to be a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And the reason being so, so a little bit about helicopters. Uh, so we all know that a helicopter is it's an aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, with one or more power driven the horizontal propellers or the ro- the rotors that enables it to take off mm. and to land vertically. Come on. To move in any direction mm. or to remain stationary while in the air. My, my. So as you know, we are in the final week of preparing for virtual learning as teachers and educators all over, just like the helicopter that that there have been moments where I have just taken off from where I was. Uh, there have also been moments, uh, Melissa, where, you know, I had to move in many directions um, through transitions. Uh, it caused uh, me to check my mindset and oftentimes proceed in a different direction. And finally, I had to have moments recently where I am stationary, just like the helicopter. There's no movement physically, mm-hmm. but in my mind, my mind was moving with strategies, plans, execution models that would benefit my students vertically. So, yeah, my mode of transportation would have to be the helicopter in so many ways. Wow. I, can, I can relate to a helicopter, yes. I yes. mean, just phenomenal <laughs> to know that you are flying into this episode to yes. know that you are stationary in the mm-hmm. physical, but in mm-hmm. your mind, you're making strategies and plans and yes. you're moving. And that's yes. what this episode is all about. Learning how to take care of ourselves physically mm-hmm. and mentally and mm-hmm. spiritually so that we can make those strategic plans so that we can right. serve others. What an incredible mode of transportation. Listen, with you <laughs> and Sherelle, I'm trying to be in the air with you all. Okay. I'm trying to lift <laughs> off, take off. And I am just so encouraged by what your life represents, because I believe that as we hear the testimonies and as we hear the modes of transportation of others, it gives us right. ideas of how right. we can shift our thinking and begin so to take on other modes of transportation. Yes. yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, you know, our topic this episode is about serving others. And can you tell me about a time when you really enjoyed serving others because as we know research has shown that volunteers are happy and God tells us that it's even more blessed to give than it is to receive so there's something about giving about serving that causes us to be more blessed to be Mm -hmm. happier and so can you tell me about a time in your life when you were in the classroom or outside of the classroom and Mm -hmm. you saw the benefits of serving oftentimes people only look at the task and not the mental gains and the spiritual rewards of service so can you speak to serving others there's many Many of us that are uptight, the challenge is before us. We have to do something that we have never done before. In my tenure of teaching for 15 years, we've never started out virtually, never. Um, so that brings about a certain mindset within itself. Right. And so last week, I had the opportunity uh, to be one of the presenters of 
um, some of our professional development classes that we have to take in order to, you know, each year you got to do 24 hours of professional development. And so I was one of the facilitators of one of our professional development sessions where um, we wanted to set up successful classroom space that would um, have a very wonderful Google Meet session. And so the, the beauty of all of this is that prior to uh, my presentation for this professional development, me and my co-teacher, Larry Ebert, who I'm so thankful for, we've worked together for quite some time, and he has really, really helped me. We, I know for sure, Melissa, I know we probably had to rearrange my room six or seven different wow. just to get it right. Mm-hmm. And I want anything that I do that I'm going to have my name attached to, it has to be right. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that my students were able to see clearly there was no glares on the, you know, on the camera. There was no glares on the board and things like that, because we have to do these Google Meets uh, daily. And so as we began to work, I mean, six or seven times trial and error, move this, do this, put black paper up over the lights in the ceiling and to, you know, block out the light. I mean, we tried so many things, move my desk, move my podium, do this. So we did all of that. Uh, a few days prior to. So then when it was my time to present, I was able to um, speak about how me and my co-teacher had to work so diligently and not give up and keep trying and keep trying to get it right. And so I love the fact that after we had did our presentation, then different teachers would call you know, hey, Dr. Weston, you come to my room. How does this look? And I was like going from room to room on the phone calling. You can do this, you can do that. And I that gave me so much joy, Melissa. Not that I knew what I was doing, because granted, I needed my coach to help me. Mm-hmm. But I, I gained so much joy because in the moment, there was school culture that says, okay, I think we can do this now. I think it just changed the mindset of many of us, because even though Dr. Weathers and Mr. Ebert had to try six or seven different times, they were be, they're able to tell us now how we can be successful in our classroom. And so, you know, God used me and my co-teacher to serve them in a way to relieve stress. And that's the whole point of serving. You speak about your experiences Come and what on. you have been through. Come on. To help someone else yes. so they don't have to go through that struggle. That's what it's all about. Ooh. And when we serve, we have to serve with the mentality of humbleness. It, I wasn't walking in like, oh, yeah, Dr. Wes, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, y'all need to. Not at all. I let them know the struggle that me and my co-teacher had so they wouldn't have to deal with that. And so I, I just think that I just, I don't know, I felt so good about serving. I, I think I just had to speak about that because it meant so much to me. And then I seen, as I said, the culture of my colleagues just changed. Everybody was smiling. They're like, okay, yes. it's not that bad. Okay, I think I can do this. So that just little things like that may not mean much to someone else. But when you step back and look at what happened, it's like, People's whole mind shifted when they were first like, you know what? I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how I'm going to do this virtual learning. A little quick 30-minute professional development session. And now people are like, okay, I think I can do this now. That's huge. Huge. I mean, absolutely huge. huge. And I love what you said about service, that it's not necessarily about you being an expert. You can serve people in areas that are unknown to you as well. 
However, right. because you took your first step into mm-hmm. the unknown, you can mm-hmm. now tell everyone else, this is what my first step felt like, what it yes. sounded like, what it looked like. So yes. as you get ready to take your first step, I want to be there with you. I want to take yes. that step with you. Yes. I mean, that is so powerful to be one of the first to enter into an unknown space. And that's right. what I love about this opportunity to be on this podcast with you all mm-hmm. is that we're all entering into a virtual space that right. we have not been into before. Because as you said, I don't know anyone that has started the school year off in a virtual space that did not have a virtual school. You know, I just don't know anyone. And so to say, hey, I'm not an expert in this, but I am willing to serve you what Mm -hmm. I know about my experience. And just like we understand that it's really all about sharing our experiences so that other people can gain knowledge, confidence, and ultimately shift their anxiety Mm -hmm. and bring it down to a level that they can manage until they overcome those uncertainties and that anxiety and that fear. Because the reality is that we need each other. And so I think one of the best ways to service each other is by sharing our own experiences. So thank you so, so much for that. I mean, this has just been a phenomenal moment. Well, before we head out of here, I just wanted you to know that Adrian and I are so committed to serving others during this season. We are looking Mm -hmm. into opening up a virtual drive-through that serves others a place where they can drive up and order what they need mentally, spiritually, physically, or what they need uh, for their families to help them as they drive to and from work. So just follow along with me, if you will, Dr. Yo, and uh, which you are so uh, kindly called by some of your colleagues. (laughs) Follow along with me. If you could put a item on the virtual drive-through menu. What item do you think we, the podcast, needs to serve our listeners? Okay, that's a that's an uh, amazing question, and I think that uh, I would love to see resilience. Serve. Wow! Come on, somebody, say that one more okay. time, Doctor Yolanda. I would love to see resilience serve. And the reason being through, first of all, first of all, I'm I'm trying not to get too excited, but get excited. Let let me turn it up. (laughs) Get excited. Yes. You know, so we all know we're in the midst of a pandemic and uh, we understand what is going on and you got to wear your mask and six feet distancing and the CDC guidelines. And so we know all that. So a lot of times when you hear the word pandemic, It comes with negative connotations. But, you know, I just believe that even in the midst of a pandemic, we still have purpose. And the reason why I said I would like to see resilience served is because in the midst of life and what we're going to be facing with this virtual learning experience, there are going to be times where, you know, you may have to you know, pick yourself back up. And that's what resili- resilience is. Resilience is that 
you know, you, you may fall, you know, you may go through something, but you always bounce back. Wow. If you have resilience, you can do anything. It doesn't matter how hard the task may be. You may fail at something. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. My father always said that growing up to us, you may fail at something. Maybe it didn't work out. But the beauty of it all, if you get back up and learn from that experience, you're no longer deemed a failure. Wow. Because failures do not get back up. Failures quit. Failures end it all. But through resilience, even you might fail at something. That may not be the right lesson. Your virtual, your virtual learning today may be like, okay, what in the world did I do? But re- resilience, you will pick yourself back up, realize that in the midst of a whole pandemic, there is still purpose, and you're going to keep moving. You're going to keep thriving. You're going to keep surviving. Why? Because you got you to gotta remember the end goal. What is the end goal? For an educator, I want to see my students successful. Yes. And by any means necessary, Melissa, I'm going to do whatever it has to take. So I would like to see resilience serve. Even though you fall, you're going to have that power to get back up again. Listen, bounce 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 back. back. Let's say that together, (laughs) Dr. Yolanda. The ability to what? Bounce Bounce back. back. Yes. In the midst of a pandemic, girl. Yes. In the midst. I love that you said a whole pandemic. Whole pandemic, girl. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Well, I just wanted you to know that this has been an incredible conversation. I feel the energy, the power, the passion that you are serving us today on this podcast. And I am just so grateful that you took time out of your day while you are still at work inside your classroom to zoom in with our listeners, with our drivers, to support us, to help us to give us encouragement. This is truly, truly my honor and my privilege to have you on this podcast. So thank you so very much for your support. Listen, I got to give you a round of applause on this. I'm sorry. But you came in here and just showed us excellence. And that's what we want to serve people on this podcast But girl, this right here, like, I feel like bouncing. (laughs) Listen, I feel like bouncing right now, just as a representation of my bounce back. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, uh, Melissa. I'm so honored uh, that you asked me to come. And I just want to speak to all the educators out there. I know that, uh, as I said earlier, you know, this will be a different type of school year. Uh, It is going to take much prayer, patience flexibility, and positive affirmation to keep us all going. Um, And I'm a true believer, as my dad often says, your attitude certainly will affect your altitude. How high do you want to go? You got to shift your mindset. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can find us on our Instagrams at Melissa at Think Create and Adrian at Five Foot Speaker. That's the number five foot speaker. Thank you so much. God bless you and have an amazing night. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye.